song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you? Oh, welcome. Today is February 11th, 2020. We're going to be doing some cleanup today because there were some stories that she didn't get to tell yesterday because we had a very special... We just had a lot to talk about yesterday, so... um, we're going to tell those stories today. We're going to have some fun. We're going to catch up on what's been going on. It's this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. She has returned for anyone who tuned in earlier for the live broadcast, like literally seconds after I announced I was going to do a live This Job Tants on the exclusive Discord channel, my internet went out. But that's good because um, I rebooted everything, which I hadn't done in weeks, and uh, my internet speeds, I don't understand why that is, but my internet speeds weren't what they were, and I was just like, whatever. But now that I've rebooted everything, the internet speeds are back to where they were. I'm sure there was somebody like using up our internet or something. I don't even know about it. All right. We are here. We have. I, now, you know what? I want to tell you guys something. We, there's one of the big complaints here in the exclusive channel is people saying, I think we need to get rid of the 20 minute timer. I love the 20 minute timer. Because here's the thing is then like for instance, not much happened to me yesterday, and I I would have nothing to talk about today, and now I have all these things to talk about, and um, see, so uh, now we have things to talk about. You know what I should have done today, and I didn't. But see, now I have in now I have a topic for tomorrow. Is I should have um, pulled. The tantrum. We'll talk about the tantrum today that I had on Saturday, but I have the audio of the tantrum, and there were actually a couple of mini tantrums after that weren't on the stream because I had them privately with Lori. And um, could we? I think the version you heard of the RuPaul on SNL recap, I think that's like version four or five. There was the long one where Lori just kept going on and on and on, and I had a meltdown right down the air. But then there was... Um, oh, we'll talk about it. So let's talk about... Um, some different topics. One, I hung out with a uh, friend of the show, John Paul, and also joined by After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. Now, here's what's funny: is those two had never met. Uh, no, no, that's not true. They had met very briefly a couple of times, but they had never actually spent any real time together. Uh, you know, uh, if you remember correctly, there was, if you remember, you have a good memory in catching up, there was, Jay Ellis was in a, a send-up of um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and the Johns and I went, but before we could say hi to Jay, J- Evil John had a tantrum, so we had to leave, so we didn't get to say hi to Jay, and then I believe I went to go say hi to Jay on his last night at Redline, a gay bar in downtown LA, he was working there, and it was his last night, and I went to go say hi to him. And John Paul was with me. But again, that was a brief high and by. So this is the first time they ever got to hang out with each other. We you know, we went to um, 
But really quickly, did I tell the Cassandra Peterson slash Elvira story yesterday on the show? Uh, tell me in the chat room if I did. Um, or did I tell that on some other show? I don't know. Did I talk about Cassandra Peterson slash Elvira on it, uh, this Joe Batanz? So anyway, uh, okay, so Humble doesn't remember. She's usually there for everything. All right. So we went to go see this um, movie. Um, hold on. My parents, my dad just got an iPhone and now he doesn't know how to use it. So anyway, I'm so, um, what were we talking about? Oh, um, what was that noise? Was that somebody joining? Scared by noises now. This Hobotan. Okay. Oh, Humble Pie. It was someone leaving. This Hobotans. Okay. Here we go. So, sorry, I got this. My parents were. T- my, my dad just got an iPhone and now he doesn't know how to use it and he doesn't know how to read text messages on there. It's a whole thing. So, I was dealing with that. Anyway, so we went. So, the first John Paul and I went to go see 1917. I, that was the one movie, one of the few movies I still had left to see. I, I had decided to skip Marriage Story and um, The Irishman. Mostly because they both look really boring and or depressing. And I was like, ugh, I don't think they're going to, I don't think either one of these is winning any Oscars. And boy, was I right. I mean, Marriage Story did win an Oscar for Laura Dern for Best Supporting Actress, but meh. Okay. So I did want to see 1917. I had a, a thought that they might win from awards. So I went to the 1917 with Jean Paul. And then uh, we went to go get lunch at this place called Stout Burger. In Hollywood was good, but I was so stuffed afterwards. Oh my god, I was so full after this stout burger, I could barely move. You know, oh, it was awful. I didn't get hungry again until like the next day. I'm not even being funny. Like the next day, then Jay Ellis met up with us, and we went to go see. Now I I had already seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but Jay and John Paul had not. So I uh, I agreed to go with them to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, and so afterwards, we were outside the theater talking, just chit-chatting. And now one thing you should know is that Jay Ellis loves, 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 loves Elvira. He loves Elvira. He's obsessed with Elvira. Okay. And so he, um, so we're sitting here talking and I'm facing the doors of the theater. Jay Ellis and John Paul are facing me. They're, so their backs are to the theater. And we're actually standing right by the little parking ticket kiosks. So there are these kiosks, and I'm sure you guys have them where you are too. I mean, I don't think we're special. I think everyone has these. Where you, when you walk into it, when you drive into a, a parking lot or a parking structure, and they give you a ticket, and then you can get it validated. Then you take it to this machine, like it looks like an ATM machine, and you just pay for the parking pass there. So my back is to the parking pass. They're facing it. So walking toward us, I re- recognize, just because I've been to drag can so many times, Cassandra Peterson, Cassandra Peterson is walking toward us. So I'm we're having this conversation and I make eyes at Jay Ellis and I go, oh my God, look. And then I, and I, say, I mouth Cassandra Peterson to him. 
And he's like, oh my God. Right? So um, they go up to the, she walks up to the parking um, kiosk. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let her pay for her parking ticket. And then Jay and I, I don't know what John Paul's going to do. We'll go say hi to her and sort of fangirl over her, right? Well, one thing you should know, and you can look it up, is Cassandra Peterson is in her early 70s, okay? And my parents are in their late-ish 60s. So I know what my parents are like with technology, but I think that there's something about Elvira that just seems eternally young. So I was really surprised, but I guess it made sense when I thought about it later, when, like, Elvira... I mean, I'm sorry, Cassandra Peterson was like having trouble with her um, parking pass. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just super confused. And she had to like buzz on a button and talk to the attendant. And the attendant's like, well, uh, we can send somebody over there. And she's like, I don't have that kind of time. And she's like, you can come meet me and I'll take care of it. And she's like, I don't know where you, it was just like, it was sad because it was listening to Elvira as an old lady asking help about technology. And so, um, uh, yeah, so that was the, so we were all just gagged by Elvira not knowing how to use a parking kiosk. And then we went and got coffee afterwards and we ch- shot the shit and just had fun. And then we, we pretty much went home after that. It was, it was, it was a non-eventful night. Um, but I think I, I think that was the night. Yeah. Was that Saturday? Yeah, that was Saturday. So I had to get back in time for, um, RuPaul's, uh, hosting job on, um, SNL. Now, the original plan, the original plan was we were going to do this Joe Batanz that night. We were going to do it that night. And because Lori wanted to talk about what happened with her and her mom. If you listen to that old Chestnut episode one, she talked about it. But what happened with her mom and the text message. And, but the traffic was horrible. So we barely had time to do like the 10 minute preview for the SNL episode. We had to kind of rush to that. I was hoping to spend like 20 minutes talking about it. We only spent 10. And then we watched the episode. Now we're going to get into the tantrum. So I've actually talked about this with Taylor already. I've had a talk with Taylor about this. But I was a little frustrated on the latest episode of um, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. The final episode. Because Taylor was doing this thing that Lori does all the time where they, I'm going to call, I know it's technically not a filibuster, but I'm going to say they're, they filibuster. I ask them a question about what did you think about, you know, Jinx Monsoon's walk into the workroom, and then they give me a 10-minute speech, and they talk, they touch on like 25 different topics. And maybe it's the ADD in me, I don't know what it is. If they, if either one of them, anybody, but that, those two is in particular, if they talk about something for more than a minute and a half or two minutes, I zone out. I don't know what they're talking about anymore. I'm thinking about other things. What's funny is you would think Taylor, because Taylor, most of the, all the time almost, can see me. So, and we were doing a live video. So if you go back and look at the live crowdcast video, you can see my eyes, they glaze over. You can tell I just don't know what he's talking about anymore. And then what's funny is Taylor does this in particular, where then he throws to me and goes, what do you think about what I just said? And I am like a deer in headlights. I'm like, I have no idea what he just talked about for the past five minutes. You, He's hit five different topics. I lost 
uh, my attention went away at topic number two. And then, so then, I, I, it, and that happened throughout the episode. Now, Taylor and I talked about it, and we both agreed. He, he doesn't usually do that. And we both agreed is that uh, episode 12 is a very bizarre episode. It's not like most RuPaul's Drag Race episodes. It's, it jumps around a bunch. There's no no progression is made. So there's not much to analyze, but it's hard to break down into topics. I will still say I don't understand why he had to go on and 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 on. I don't get that part. Um, I feel the human brain can only really focus on something for 30 to 45 seconds at a time. And, you know, it's a, it's a lesson you learn in screenwriting. So when you're writing a screenplay, you're not supposed to write very long scenes. You can have one or two pivotal long scenes. But for the most part, your scenes should be short because people's attentions don't last that long. And especially you don't hold a shot for that long. Um and especially in this day and age with MTV and reality shows, the shots last very short. Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. So anyway, so when we're doing the initial... Now, Lori has a habit of doing this, and I saw it last night, and I figured out why. She has a habit of doing that because what she does, we did, when we did AJ and the Queen, she started doing it again. She's watching the show. So I think it comes from laziness. Is She's watching the show as she's talking. So as the show keeps progressing, remember, like I told you, they're not going to stay on one scene for more than a few minutes. Okay? And they're not going to stay in one shot. So she's watching the show. And as she's talking and going on and on and on, the show is progressing. And then she thinks of a new point she has to say. And she doesn't stop. Right, so you'll hear. I'll play the audio clips tomorrow on this Jobatans. But she, we're talking about SNL, and I like things to be very segmented. So I, I go, let's talk about the opening sketch, and then we talk about the opening sketch. Let's talk about the monologue. We talk about the monologue. Then we t- to help move it along in little pieces. And then I always, on every single thing I do, at the end, I say, are. Any final thoughts on the episode? And that's the place, and I've told people this off the air, I'm on the air. Anything we didn't get to that you thought we should have gotten to, let's touch on that. Which means you need to take notes. I don't think Lori takes notes. And so she's like, I'm not going to remember this later. And so she does like this 10-minute monologue. And so on Saturday, look, here's the other thing too. I've always said this. In terms of how I operate, I am a morning day person. I'm not really an evening night person. By the evening, by the night, my energy is zapped. So a lot of times when I'm low energy on a show, you can rest assured I probably had to record it for whatever reason in the evening or at night. If it's a morning show or it's a an afternoon show, like I would say up until like a start time of like four o'clock, five o'clock, I'm good to go. Anything after that, my energy starts to drop by the minute exponentially. So um so, what I was going to say is that now it's 10, 10 o'clock at night, 10.30, and I've asked Lori what she thinks about something, and she's going on and on and on and on and on, and I'm just, like, my, I'm just tired. My brain is fried. I've seen two movies. I saw Cassandra Peterson fail at a parking kiosk, and I just, like, I can't. I can't with this right now. And so I was I was frustrated with Lori that she wasn't the tantrum, okay? She wasn't the tantrum. But I was frustrated. I was like, what is going on here? Why are you and Taylor doing this? What is going on? How can we fix this? Okay, so I'm talking to her about this on the air with the intent of cutting it out of the episode. 
And I will say, this is the part that's my fault. Okay, and actually, this story is going to lead to a great transition, actually. Is the part that's my fault is, then I asked the chat room, because I'm like, I, I lost track of what we were talking about. I asked, what were we talking about? Okay, and then I move on. I'm talking to Lloyd because you remember when we're on Mixler, it takes 20 to 30 seconds for you guys to hear the audio. There's like a 20 to second, there's a 20 to 30 second delay on Mixler. Okay, so by the so a lot happens in that 20 to 30 seconds. I'm talking to Lori, and then this Stephen Starling shows up in the chat room. Okay. Now, by the way, I don't know how to share this on here. This Stephen Starling had been on my last motherfucking nerve for a while now, okay? He's a nice guy, but he's been on my nerve for a while in terms of the Instagram, okay? And, and I'm going to say nice things about him, too, when we get to him. This queen never, ever comes into the chat room, ever. Never shows up to a Mixler thing, never shows up to nothing. When do you see Stephen Starling in Mixler, Right? So I'm already I'm already irritated. And Stephen Starling comes into this chat room and he says, I watch SNL every week, and this is one of the funniest episodes by far. And I'm like, this son of a fucking bitch with his fucking shilling for RuPaul. I don't know if I've talked about this in the show. Right now, our Facebook page is uh gone. Right? I can see it. It's unpublished. I filed an appeal, but State of Breed tells me that she heard on Reply All, a podcast, that's very good, by the way, she listened to it, that they don't read these appeals. They just sit there and languish forever and ever in Facebook. So they might as well just start a new uh, Facebook group. And it got suspended because his posts are such shills for RuPaul and World of Wonder, because it said it, to, it, it gave me a reason why they, they unpublished a page. They say your recent posts um, make it appear as if you're posing to be a celebrity or an organ or a business or, an, or a corporation or something like that. And I'm like, and you look at the post, it looks like we're doing commercials for RuPaul's Drag Race. That's not our brand. That is just not our brand, you know? That's part one. Part two is earlier in the week, I sent him six or seven posts, okay? I sent him six or seven posts where I said, um, here are some posts. And by the way, I will say throughout last week, he posted the ones I sent him, but two or three of the posts were critical of RuPaul. In fact, the one I posted today, I don't know how it's doing. Let me check. But the one I posted today, oh, Taylor's on the phone. I know it's your haircut time. I'm wrapping up this Joe Batanzo in like two minutes. Okay. You're on the air, though. FYI. Hello. Hi. I'll call you in like two or three minutes. Okay. Bye. So anyway, um, so this, you see, this is where we do the 20-minute show. I forgot about Taylor Calls at 1.30. So I, I even tell him in the text message, I said, here are some posts. Oh, I'm going to check on how that post was doing. Um, and I go, I know which ones you're not going to post, right? And he was like, I can't. Remember, I should go look at what his response was. All right, so this this post is doing very well. It's only a few hours old. It already has 800 likes. Okay. Um, to me, I just need a three percent threshold, which is like standard operating procedure for engagement. So, um, anyway. He, he he didn't post. He didn't post the the, the 
ones that were critical of RuPaul. He only posted the ones that were critical of RuPaul. Now, by the way, they did very well. But I was like, oh, my God. And then he shows up to this um, Mixler chat and just shills for RuPaul. And then I wake up in the morning. And then there's – now, by the way, it's not that I disagreed with his post in the morning. He took it and I did. Like Where he said, like, oh, RuPaul did this sketch and yada, yada, yada. I didn't disagree with him. It's just like it seems like – or it seemed because I fired him or got rid of him. He wasn't working for any money. It would seem like we were just like a commercial for RuPaul, and that's just not our brand. Not that we hate RuPaul, but it just seems like we're the biggest yes queen slay for RuPaul's Drag Race. And I had multiple conversations with this person. And by the way, never promoted the podcast. That was the thing. RuPaul makes a left on La Cienega, and it's on Insta- our Instagram page. But we put out a podcast. There's no new show about that. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow with the tantrum. Uh, right here on this Joe Batanz.